I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today, I've got a musician who helped create the sound of psychedelic guitar with Jefferson Airplane and Hot Tuna. His name is Yorma Kalkinen. He has a new autobiography, Been So Long, and he takes us back to the 60s and his enduring and quite different music trajectory. Before we get to that, I want to let you know about the Echoes app. It's free, and with it, you can listen to Echoes podcasts, Echoes concerts, read our CD of the month reviews, and lots of other things. And if you're a subscriber to Echoes Online, you can listen right there. Go to the usual places and download the free Echoes app and take Echoes with you everywhere. Now get ready for a flashback with Jefferson Airplane and Hot Tuna's guitar slinger and singer, Yorma Kalkinen. My 60s guitar heroes was definitely Yorma Kalkinen. His work with Jefferson Airplane took guitar into new directions. Yorma went on from the airplane to form Hot Tuna with longtime friend and airplane bassist Jack Cassidy, and they are still going today. Now 77 years old, Yorma Kalkinen has just published his autobiography, Been So Long. I talked to the guitarist who was sitting in the studios of WOUB in Athens, Ohio, near his home. When the truth is to be light, the joy. This was a song where most people first probably heard Yorma Calvin. But this is a song that first had the jaws of many guitarists and dropping to the floor. This is the only acoustic solo track on Jefferson Airplane's second album, Surrealistic Pillow, and most rockers had never heard the fingerstyle playing that Yorma Kalkinen was using. I remember playing it for musician friends when I was a teenager, and they couldn't believe it was just one person with no overdubs. Well, maybe in the rock and roll world, I'm not sure it was in the folky world that I was traveling in. There were lots of people that were doing really pretty things in G-tunings and drop D. I think the thing that separated that from some of those was the relentless right-hand pattern with the alternating thumb. And because of the way the chords hammer on, it makes the bass change without even thinking about it, because every time you put your fingers down, you have a bass note, but your right hand is essentially doing this pattern more or less. I mean, certainly in rock and roll circles, it, it was absolutely an anomaly. Finger picking always sounds like you're doing more than you are, and that's the magic of it.
Jorma Kalkinen has taken that sound into many directions. Born in 1940 to parents with Finnish and Russian Jewish heritage, his father worked for the State Department and Kalkinen lived for long stretches in Pakistan, the Philippines, and other locales before making a final decampment back to D.C. Neither his parents nor grandparents, who he often lived with, were observant Jews, but that didn't matter. In the 50s, the Jews were the outsiders, and I got in a fight almost every day of my life because I was a Jew. Kalkinen took refuge in his acoustic guitar and a burgeoning interest in blues and folk music, eventually leading to playing fingerstyle guitar. Kalkinen found himself in college in Northern California and was recruited by Paul Kantner to join his new group, Jefferson Airplane, as lead guitarist. By the time of the second album, Surrealistic Pillow, he was in the midst of a new sound. Keep in mind, I wasn't really a quote-unquote a lead guitar player yet, because this is only my like second year in a band where I was a lead guitar player. So I'm struggling to figure out stuff to do. He obviously figured out something because his leads have become iconic, including the one on White Rabbit. It was a song written by singer Grace Slick when she was in a band called The Great Society. In their hands, it had a four-and-a-half-minute Eastern-inspired intro before it even hit the body of the song. The White Rabbit, when The Great Society did it, was a vehicle for the other guys to go nuts with solos on sundry instruments. So when Jack and Spencer came up with that little Bolero-esque intro to White Rabbit before my guitar part starts, which is so iconic, it's such a sound, you hear the first two notes, you know what's going on. So I was able to chase a melody that became the sort of iconic guitar part for White Rabbit, which I bought White Rabbit from iTunes two years ago and spent an hour relearning my own part. And people laugh, and it's, it is funny. But the thing is, I could never have created a part like that today because I know too much stuff now. It happened back then because I didn't know anything. And I just messed around till I got some, and I liked phrases. I liked concise phrases, and I got something that worked. Kalkin wasn't a natural-born electric guitar player. He didn't discover the possibilities of being plugged in until he met the late Mike Bloomfield, legendary guitarist with the Paul Butterfield Blues Band out of Chicago. The first Airplane album, if you listen to Takes Off, is a folk rock album, absolutely. And the, and the, the, the way I look at it, I am playing 
an amplified guitar, but not necessarily an electric guitar. If you if you get the fine hazy line, I'm going to paint between the two, because with the electric guitar we have sustain, we have feedback, we have all kinds of stuff that we take for granted today. That at the time were, holy moly, how does he do this? So so Mike showed me how to to bend strings. He showed me how to. If you over, overdrive an amplifier, the guitar will sustain, because this is before pedals and all that stuff we take for granted today. And, and basically, he just really opened the door for the possibilities that I had heard but never seen done before that. And it was really incredible. Albums like After Bathing at Baxter's, Crown of Creation, and Volunteers, Yorma Kalkinen's guitar was one of the defining sounds of psychedelia. Despite the sound, Yorma dismisses his psychedelic credentials. I've taken acid maybe half a dozen times. I didn't like it. It lasted too long, and it wasn't my thing. But we all did it because it was like it was like going to college because your parents made you do it. You know that was our going to college. Yet how else do you explain the morphing sound he produced that trailed streamers and multicolored hues? might surprise many readers that Ewan McCalkinen skims over his seven years and seven albums with The Airplane. I mean, my book is not really a, a hagiography about stuff I've done in the studios. Because to be honest, I know a lot of people, including my publisher, can't you talk more about this and that? And I go, you know, that's what I did, but that's not necessarily who I am, which is what I wanted the book to be about. In fact, Kalkinen has released about a dozen albums under his own name, some 14 albums with Hot Tuna, and dozens of live recordings from both incarnations. And these tend to reflect back on the blues and folk music of his youth. Well, Unlike some of his heroes, including Mike Bloomfield, who died of a drug overdose, Kalkinen made it out of the drug-obsessive 60s, 70s, and 80s alive, but not unscathed. At different times, he indulged zealously in booze, opioids, and heroin. As a kid growing up, there was always that feeling of things that I felt that I wanted to do for whatever reason, that I just never had the balls to do it. And when I got high, the balls to do anything. Now, I'm not saying that's a good thing, because it's probably not a good thing, but that's how it was. I was, at a, I was in a treatment center in the early 90s, and I was told at that time 
you're going to have to change everything but your name. That's really true. I had to change everything but my name. I had to learn to live a different kind of life. A lot of that life surrounds his ongoing work with Jack Cassidy and Hot Tuna and his Fur Tree Ranch, which he runs with his wife, Vanessa, holding music workshop residencies. What happens at the ranch that's very difficult to talk about without sounding sappy and impossible to franchise on that level, the chemistry that happens with our students, our clients, our guests, whatever you want to call them, to come to share those four-day weekends with us in an environment where, where we all speak the same language, where we love music on a, on a very profound level and want to be able to embrace more aspects of it in a productive way. Magic happens. It has less to do with the music than it does with the people that come. What kind of evil, baby? I don't want to know Would poison pure waters Just when they begin to flow Neil McCalkinen tends to downplay his skills, accomplishments, and honors. As I pointed out to my class yesterday when somebody asked me how I rated myself as a guitar player, I said, I'm not being disingenuous when I say I consider myself an intermediate-level player with a lot of experience. But the spirit of music has touched Yorma Kalkinen and has carried him through the high times of the Jefferson Airplane, Hot Tuna, and his second marriage, and his low times of addiction, his first marriage, and even now, old age as he approaches 78. That music and that sort of communication occupied in my life never turned its back on me. Even when I might have turned my back on it, it never left me. That's a blessing beyond words. The river of time, it marks our line. From birth to death, there is no rhyme. Chance to meet along the way. Will we go or will we stay? There is no sound of tolling bells. Our task on earth is living well. There are still chapters to be filled out in the book of Yorma Kalkinen's life, both past and future. His 2019 camps at Fur Tree Ranch will include teachers like G.E. Smith, Larry Campbell, Sierra Hall, Roy Bookbinder, and Steve Kimmock. Yorma Kalkinen's autobiography is Been So Long from St. Martin's Press. If you want to get a hold of Yorma Kalkinen's autobiography, Been So Long, there should be a link for it on the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. Next week on the Echoes podcast, we hear from Mystic Journey. This band is a longtime Echoes favorite, led by the world flutes of Suzanne Tang and the world percussion of Gilbert Levy into a sound that is pure 21st century global village. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast. See you next week tonight or online right now on Echoes. Thank you.